gonna leave the gun club in a bad way We got the match in the bag cause it's trash day No filter, I ain't Instagram We make the ass boys retire like Vince McMahon We'll beat you down and you know the rest I'm more positive than Joe Biden's COVID test Yo, you're your dash boys But for now, y'all are just the ass boys Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell. The Sons of Slam podcast. Ooh, that's me. That's you. That's us. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another week of Sons of Slam in your ears. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, it is good to see you. How you doing? I am doing well. Yeah. Pretty, pretty great week for the kid. Okay. As a San Francisco 49er fan, shout out Debo. Three <laughs> years, 70, up to 73 and a half mil. God damn, I love him. So glad to have him back. Good for you. So glad to have him back. No Jimmy G. Speaking but of, fo- what was that? I said no Jimmy G, but it's it's a nice consolation. He's still there technically. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> ish. Been seeing clips of Trey Lance throwing the rock. Uh huh. I mean, did I put a hundred bucks on the on the Niners to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I did already all right let's hold on let me, let me stop this music here so what's <laughs> what else can we think about uh, things to to waste 100 bucks on i i could burn it i could throw it into the ocean um i can give it to a homeless guy uh i could spend it on food uh any other worthwhile reason to waste 100 bucks other than putting it on your team that has what, and, what's, what's and- the, what are the odds of, of the niners winning the super bowl this year they're only like plus eleven hundred, plus sixteen hundred. Only. Okay. They're only like eighth down. <laughs> okay. If you think about it, not that bad odds. I kept on hearing everybody say, even after Debo, like before Debo even signed, their odds were still re-signed, I should say. Mm. Their odds were still high as hell to be a Super Bowl contender. So even with Denver in the mix there, huh? Fuck Denver. Actually, I, I shouldn't say that. I do like Denver, but just the stink of I mean, Seattle on Russell Wilson, totally different, I can't get totally, over it. Totally different conference, but I mean. I'm totally just, different I'm, conference, but I, I love Denver. Denver always has a special place in my heart. I got family there. Okay. But the stink of – and, and I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have been known to root for a Bronco game or two. Now, was it 1998? Yeah, it was. Did my grandfather love John Elway? Yeah, he did. But he was just a Broncos fan because John Elway was the best. Okay. And he lived in New York. It was weird. Don't ask. <laughs> Much like having a having someone who lives in Queens being a Niner fan. It's it's all kind of works together. Yeah, but that's not weird. At least my that's dad is fr- my dad is from San Francisco. Okay. I see. I never okay. knew that. I never knew that. My grandfather is my mom's father who was born in the mountains, the San Andreas mountains of Colombia. Okay. So now that we got that, the, uh, the black family history, 
Mm-hmm. I think we can move on. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Northern California. Thanks. Represent. Represent. Um, yeah, we had a we had a week of uh, of stuff and uh, wrestling. Am I right? Um, this wrestling Saturday was was the shit. I got to tell you, that was impressive. Uh, what we just played before the, we started the show. Your opener was uh, <laughs> uh, people bitching and moaning about uh, the acclaimed and and AEW uh, just being such a thirst trap and and just can't stay in their own lane. But that was hysterical. I I, I popped hard when when he he gave that line. <laughs> That might have been one of, the if Vin- not his greatest rap ever. The Vinnie Mac line. <laughs> Followed up by a Joe Biden line. I know. You can get the president. I mean, just the. The president and the CEO of a company in, in, in the same rap. That's that's pretty good. Well. I mean, not. Former CEO. They're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vince. Man, they, 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 they didn't waste any time, huh? As far as, like, just sweeping across the board as far as just wiping his name that like he's and unfortunately no no name on the ceo office anymore uh it's it's a new era as, as proclaimed by michael Coe cole it's this is a whole michael cow michael cow michael cole this is a whole new thing sound like michael kind <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it is a it's a as you know we have heard many a times over the past decade it is a new day yes it is yes it is <laughs> yes it is and Man, they, I mean, they went in hard. We'll talk about all things SummerSlam in every match here, but uh, they went in uh, with the, the new era of Triple H and his new uh, his his first pay per view under under his belt. Uh, we'll, we'll give grades all around, but uh, I loved it. And uh, yeah, they, they were as far as like on, on the announced t- team, uh, as far as what they were showing on on camera, we I could have done without Kid Rock and. Uh, Oh man, dude, come on. I popped hard for Kid Rock and Chelsea Lynn. That was hilarious, <laughs> where, dog. Where do I know Chelsea Lynn from? She looks familiar. Is she like uh, she's an actress? Pro- isn't she? Yeah, she's like a uh she's not really a comedian, but she's like a com- I guess she, like a skit actress. But they're not together. Reality TV-ish. Are they really together? You've seen her? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I want to put it I don't think so. Cuz I I have seen her probably on uh random videos on the internet that involves some sort of white trash behavior okay <laughs> okay I, I i couldn't say I'm, I'm not surprised shout out taylor Lewan and will compton busting with the boys on like did you see the guy in the tie-dye shirt that pat hugged yes yeah that dude plays for the tennessee titans okay bunch of titan derrick henry was front row <laughs> yeah there were a bunch of titans it's crazy Bunch of it time. was crazy. That it. was a great the the whole show in general. It was just good. it was very good. Um, let's, chef's kiss. Let's <laughs> it was a chef's kiss. Let's talk uh, things outside before we get into SummerSlam and and the new Raw. I have some numbers for you that I found very interesting as far as the new regime and why we may have to still be worried about what's going on going forward. Um, so yeah, do you have anything uh, outside? The only thing I had outside the ring other than Debo uh, also doesn't have anything to do with wrestling, mm-hmm. but it does have something to do with California. Okay. Uh, rest in peace, Vince Scully. Yes, absolutely. Broadcasting legend. Brooklyn Dodgers broadcasting legend. That's mm-hmm. how far back he goes. And uh, if I'm being honest, my most memorable Vince Scully, the one that always sticks out in my head when it comes to Vince Scully calls is uh the catch joe montana to dwight okay and the yeah. nfc championship 80 80 
81, 82? Four? 84. 82, 84, something like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, that's always the one that comes out of my head. And then the Dodgers. The Dodgers, 67 seasons of, of being on the mic, um, calling uh, 20 no-hitters, three perfect games. Called three perfect games, the, the, the only perfect game in World Series history with Don Larson, Sandy Koufax, and uh, Dennis Martinez. Uh, I yeah. met them. I met I met Don and Yogi at the same time. Really? Yeah, I got I got autographs from them. How old are you? Like two? No, I was uh, 10, 12, something like that. I was yeah. in elementary school still. Yeah. yeah, it's at my dad's house. Yeah, rest in peace to to Vince Scully. Um, just rest it, in peace. The the amount of like love that was being thrown around all over like ESPN and all sports radio, and then uh, there was I was listening to. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Mike Greenberg, and uh, someone filled in for him. But he, one of his producers, had a had a voicemail message from Vin Scully that he kept all these years, and basically he he left a message saying that uh, you know his, his father had passed away, and so Vin Scully le- left this message saying that he's in his his prayers, and he just went on for like thirty seconds, and it was it was kind of a, a testament to uh, what everybody else was saying and, and the character that he was, and uh, it's uh, just listening to everything that was played. Uh, online and, and over the airwaves, as far as his calls, he had such a great way of just telling a story and and picture and putting a picture out there. Of just you listening on the radio and not having to like be there because he just painted such a such an awesome picture for you. And so I I, I think that was I, I wish I I was able to listen to him more. Um, I love Michael Kay. I love the way he calls. Uh, and so I would have loved to have been around longer to hear Vince Scully and even in you know. What listening to Dodger games, I I, I just wish I I had more of him. So, again, rest in peace to uh, to Ben Scully. Um, Not many people on this left on this planet that can say they were probably good friends with Jackie Robinson. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, what's crazy about that. Or call or say they you know they were there when uh, when Hank Aaron broke uh, Babe Ruth's record and and called it and uh, the way he called it too was was basically if if you hear that call, um. He, he he points out that it's a colored a colored man in deep south broke Babe Ruth's record, and that the statement that statement was is so huge, obviously for for many reasons, but uh, just being there for that, being there for so many moments, and again the the three perfect games and all the no hitters that he called. Um, so yeah, so it just it's an awesome career. In twenty twenty two, he would have been canceled for saying a statement like that. Even the intention behind it. Just him saying a colored man in 2022 is not well, it wouldn't kill over no, well. Think about the perspective and the time that it was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was I know <laughs> he did make he did make a very good point. Also, Kirk Gibson's home run, Kirk Gibson, yeah, the sure. 80 with the fist bump, sure, eight world series. That is correct. You consider that a fist bump? I consider it like a fist pullback. I didn't know what that was <laughs> like a chainsaw, yes, like you're starting a chainsaw yeah, or a lawnmower, starting the lawnmower, the lawnmower pull, yeah, <laughs> well, well, rounding the bases. On uh, a broken leg too. Yeah, Go not a lot of people know that about that. Go figure, Kirk Gibson. It a broken leg. Hobbled, God damn. Good for him. How around those bases. Now, uh, with all that being said, yes. going back into kayfabe, obviously, uh, being a a staunch Yankee, Yankee primarily, secondarily San Francisco Giant fan. Okay. Uh, fuck the Dodgers. Love Vince Scully. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yes. But fuck the Dodgers. But okay, got it. <laughs> Speaking of Dodgers, uh, they just acquired a new player in Joey Gallo. Uh, so rest in peace. Thank God. Rest in peace to Joey Gallo's career as a Yankee. Uh, moving on. God. I think he's never, ever going to shave his beard again. I guarantee you 
he goes on some crazy streak after growing this beard and it's going to come back to bite us in the ass. But for some reason, he shaves his thing off and then all of a sudden he doesn't know how to play in New York. <laughs> Whatever. It's always the way that uh, players come. Players will be outside of New York and just be the shit and then come here and just be the shit and, and, and be the shits, be the shits and then have to leave and, and, you know, kind of resurrect your career again. I, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think of like Sonny Gray too. Just like the, the idea of coming here, just Sonny Gray was biting the bit and then, and then leaving. Not that he's doing any better, uh, with the Reds, but, or whoever he's with, he's with now, but yeah, Joey Gallo to your Dodgers. Anyway, uh, let's see here. So we talked about changes um, many changes will be. I think the entire episode will be nothing but talking about changes. Um, really quickly, the first thing I'm, I'm looking at here, we have a new uh, women's tag team champions in NXT 2.0. Yeah, that happened last night. Did not expect it. Two nights ago. Two nights ago. Yes. I'm still thinking it's Wednesday. It's all good. Uh, yeah, two nights ago that happened, and uh, full disclosure, didn't watch it, but I did catch it on Instagram. That thing was uh, I. I am pretty surprised, but also not surprised because, I mean, Toxic Attraction is still one of the greatest, pun definitely intended, attractions Mm -hmm. in NXT, in my opinion, at least. But it's, uh, I'm actually, I'm happy for them. I didn't expect it. I'm happy that it happened. I'm happy that they're doing unexpected things. I, I am as well, and I, I hope it. Maybe we can call it like two point five. If we can get like <laughs> the black and gold, <laughs> just kind of move what is it up. this? What is this? The straight to DVD jackass like gimmick? The, <laughs> the upgrades here. Um, so yeah, so they won the belts, and they were on pace to kind of have a heel turn. And Triple H came in and said, "No, that, that's that's not a thing." Um, because if you look at Casey Catanzaro, she's she's not a heel. She's like a she's a a, a a like a Tinkerbell that you can fold up and put in your pocket. And she's and, also not Casey Catanzaro anymore. Katana Chance, right? Uh, there you go. Okay, Casey Catanzaro was the ex girlfriend of. Uh, she will always be Ricochet. Casey. Always be Casey to me. Um, but yeah, it's as far as like being a heel, being forced to be a heel, such like Becky Lynch. Um, she got the same kind of change. Not anymore. Not anymore. But she played it well. She liked the role of heel. Uh, but Triple H, as we will talk about, came in and immediately changed that up and gave her the face. And so, you know, there there are changes coming about. And so we we have a new we have new women's uh, tag team champions. Uh, the only women's tag team champions in all of WWE. How about that? Um, Currently, as, yes. As of right now. Uh, so yeah. So we will see where where that goes. Uh, we have, a, I was going to talk about, uh, let's see here, some bad news for AEW. Uh, I'm afraid of some bad news. So that's, that's pretty good. Uh, Thank you. There's the, uh, so the merger between Warner Media, who's, uh, uh, has broken a deal with AEW. There's a merger with Warner Media and Discovery, hence why you're seeing nothing but like Shark Week promotions and everything Discovery related. Uh, also, while you, you'll see BattleBots, which I, I'm going to nerd out right now. Awesome show. I would love to go to Vegas and watch a BattleBot show. Is that the old one? It's it's new. The one that the, it's been going this whole time? The entire time. <laughs> it's been going the last couple wow. years. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I used to watch that. This is dating myself a little bit. Not as much as you. <laughs> I used to watch that when I was a kid. 
It's it's that was on like Spike TV, wasn't it? It was, and then it, they went to like uh, dude. There's something about wrestling and then watching robots just attack each other, I, dude. My, my, I love it. My Wednesday night was awesome. <laughs> 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 I get some drinks, I smoke, and watch uh, watch AEW and some battle bots. I, I nerd out. I'm such a geek. Um, let's see here. So yeah. So anyway. No, um, you're not that much of a geek. Uh, I'm, I'm slightly not like more. someone who has three Back to the Future posters sitting behind them. Go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of those. Warner Media. Discovery. You they are nice posters. <laughs> uh, had, had this merger. Um, signed, AEW, as I mentioned, signed a deal with Warner Media, which will finish at the end of next year. But for the most part, Warner Media is happy with AEW despite inconsistent ratings on a weekly basis, which is has been par for the course since AEW started. Um, yeah, has not not been anything uh, significant, uh, but over the past couple of days, Warner Media has been canceling movies and television shows left and right, including which I was kind of bummed out about. Uh, Batgirl canceled that, uh, and then while speaking to uh, Dave Meltzer, he noted that uh, the recent slashes could spell bad news for AEW. He said, "Quote: uh, Your parent company is slicing budgets everywhere. They are stopping movies and TV shows in production. It's been a bloodletting there, and there's probably more to come. The timing for AEW." With their deal coming up at the end of next year, last few days have not been looking good. Um, yeah, so there's there's that. Uh, we'll the talk contract about- says McMahon, but it doesn't say Stephanie McMahon. Shane pops up. In <laughs> you imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine. Um, oh man, it's then, a real possibility now. I guess <laughs> starting next year. I guess uh, end the next year. I guess it is. Um, and then because Mon- without without a TV deal, AEW is not. Yeah, I mean that's that's same for really anybody, isn't it? Well, yeah, like absolutely. The downfall. But of- the reason AEW is so big is because they have a major primetime TV slot for their A show. But that was the major. I mean, you can you can at me at Sons of Slam show, but. Uh, the real reason why WCW folded was because of the AOL merger. They bought it. They took out uh, Ted Turner, and they had no interest in wrestling anymore. So there was no product to show it. And if you you listen to Eric Bischoff, that was his his main cru- crux of trying to buy the product was to put it on TV. You can have a product and buy. You know, you can have own. I can own WWE where you know I can't make any money if I can't show it. So, so what you're sh- what you're saying is they will show. Sharks swimming for an entire full day, mm. and that be pretty much the crux of their income. And now they won't show wrestling. Sharks? <laughs> have you uh, wa- listen? Have you watched Shark Week? Take? You're, 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 this, is a, this is a hot take. Oh, I'm over Shark Week. <laughs> well, it's it's only a week, so that's what I have to worry about. Okay. <laughs> Shark Week uh-huh. is way overplayed at this point. It was funny when Step Brothers mentioned it in the movie. Okay. Oh, that's all fine and good. That brought a resurgence to Shark Week, if I'm being honest with you. But now, Shark Week is, I, I can watch, I literally saw a better video, a better 90 second video on Instagram that was better than anything Shark Week could have pulled out. This off by a goddamn shark. <laughs> it was wild. Stupid on the guy for trying to pick up a goddamn shark. Wasn't a big shark. Right. But still, shark nonetheless. <laughs> With all that being said, 
fuck Shark Week. Go on to Reddit. You can see people getting killed by sharks. I feel like the the most disappointing thing uh, that a Shark Week has ever done was, do you remember? It was 2017. We just had this trivia question. 2017. And they hyped up the race between a great white shark and Michael Phelps. Yes. And then the day arrives and we're like, oh my God, this is happening. Someone might get mauled. And nope, he's racing a computer-generated white shark and great white. This is bullshit. <laughs> I was I was promised blood, and there's nothing here. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, I want to see Michael Phelps swim away from a great white. Yeah, I want to see him getting chased, and then just he won eight gold medals in a single Olympics, devoured, and then he should be able to at least out. He should. I'll give him a pinky toe. That's the over under <laughs> one pinky toe. One pinky toe. I think it would be the entire foot. Uh, my last thing outside of the ring which if you uh were here for the beginning of the show i'm assuming you were uh you heard that little piece from the acclaimed and AEW taking a huge shot at vince mcmahon i'm sure tony khan was like yeah absolutely they, they asked him for permission was like yep do it do whatever you got to do uh khan's got a little dick uh dickish side of him and uh Whoa, okay hang on pause he's got a little dick in him he's got a little <laughs> you just went you go tony khan's got a little dick period Got a little dickish inside of him. What? <laughs> just stop that sentence right there. Little dude. dick in him. Uh, he's got a little dickish side it's to him. Even worse. <laughs> a little dickish side to him. Uh, and he obviously approved this uh, that whole piece there. So what you heard was acclaimed before they were facing the Gun Club, aka the Ass Boys. Uh, acclaimed is way over now. Oh yeah, dude. Right. He, as soon as they as soon as they partnered up with the Ass Boys and started making raps like that it, yeah. they got over but it's it was it it, it it was great booking by Khan because if you, you the heels which were like kind of mid card paired him up with the gun club who was even lesser mid card get turned on go face and now everybody loves you it's like the perfect recipe for uh putting somebody over shout out to ass boys ass boys uh yeah so that was <laughs> we make the ass boys retire like Vince McMahon you can get Vince McMahon, like we said, and give Vince McMahon and Biden the same rap. We'll, we'll be all right. Uh, that's in the same sixteen. That's just crazy. In, in the same sixteen. You're right. <laughs> in the same sixteen bars. Uh, anything else before we get to the crux of why we're here? Let's get to Let's it. Let's get to it. You want to start? Wait, with... Did we talk about Hook last week? Oh, we did not. Okay, we did not. And by, by the way, I was gonna, <laughs> I was thinking about this on the uh, on the ride back. I don't know why I was thinking about this. Uh, I was thinking about this on the ride back from our vacation in Delaware, and I was like, I, for some shout reason, shout out Rehoboth Beach. Shout out Rehoboth Beach. They treat us very well. Uh, I was like, Hook has got to do something. Like either get on the mic or pop something off, and then sure enough, he gets the belt. <laughs> and uh, yes, as soon as I heard Dan Housen's music last week, last week, yes, two weeks ago. Well, not this past one, not yesterday, the Wednesday before. No, it was the Wednesday before that. Okay. Because Dan Housen came out and he was, and then Ricky goes, no, 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 I'm not doing this this week. I'm going to do it next week. When Dan Housen's music hit two weeks ago, that's when I was like, okay, this is how we get Hook the FTW title. Right. And I was thoroughly ecstatic with it hmm. because. I mean, speaking of 16 bars, 16 bars buys you 16 cars. Shout out Action Bronson. Yeah, action Bronson, absolutely. Um, Skinny Action Bronson. But yeah, Hook Hook winning that that title. Just the pop 
for the music when Ricky got back on the mic was just unbelievable. So that El Diablo Guapo. <laughs> that whole, I fucking love it. That whole promo was between the time that he squashed Danhausen to him calling somebody out to fight him and then Hook's music hit, everybody pops hard, and then he wins the belt, which, first of all, it should be his. I mean, that's just because of who he is and where he comes from. Second of all... Comes from his daddy's balls. Daddy's balls. And uh, second of all, the, the swerve at the end there of uh, the turn by Hobbs, crushing his neck, <laughs> crushing Starks' neck and just turning on his own his own boy there. And, and then Taz this week basically doing the uh, straight to camera. We're done. Team Taz is over. And that's... I'm okay with the way he did that. He goes, I want all of them to be successful in their own right but they are doing their own things. Team Taz is over. That was awesome. Which is a uh, discredit to his leadership. Could, keep, could not keep him together. Horrible, horrible leadership. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like they, I, I don't think, I don't think the FT, uh, Team Taz split coincided with Taz not being able to do anything. I think the team Taz split coincided with Taz being put on commentary regularly. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Cause if you, if you look back at it before he got put on the commentary, there was a couple weeks where he wasn't around at all. And then all of a sudden he just popped up on commentary. Yeah. They did like a, a shift here since, since JR now is only doing the, last hour and we'll go into rampage uh mode for jr easy pop though it is it is you can guarantee a pop at the uh at the nine o'clock hour there's some yeah. sort of pop that's gonna happen and then he just stays at the table there <laughs> listen even me i'm a longhorn fan all right even me i pop when boomer sooner comes on i mean come on it's jim ross it is jim ross good old jr uh that's <laughs> Uh, let's uh, yeah. let's go. So Good old <laughs> let's go. So we had we had a slam of summer happening this past Saturday, and for talk tr- about a slam, talk about a slam. Um, we we've always said, I've always said, I think we've we've said collectively that that their pay per views have always been good, despite everything that McMahon has thrown at us, the shit that's been thrown at us. And again, I have. Kind of uh, disturbing number. After we talk about SummerSlam, I have some disturbing numbers I want to go over um, money-wise. But this was for this new regime, this new era, if you will, uh, was probably, I want to say, as good as Mania this year. And I love Mania. Yes. I, I loved, I absolutely loved Mania this year. And I didn't think I would, and everything just came together so well. This, I put up there maybe like 1a can i be honest with you please i think the reason that this did so well is because again something vince mcmahon has put into our brains over all these years people remember the finish Mm. okay going into the finish the main event Mm. people like you and me had no expectations i could just be speaking for myself but I feel like the casual fan that knows the storylines and are in canon and kayfabe and whatever, 
they had they know what Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns can do. So they go, all right, we're just going to get another one of those. Right. A bunch of suplexes, a bunch of spears, a bunch of Superman punches, a couple F5s. Every match on the card. Yeah. It was a repeat. But, it wasn't like it was like something new, pretty much. It was like, we've seen this before. But it was a repeat with something new. Uh, For the main event. Yes. But even with the repeat matches. I have two gripes. Um, but we'll, we'll Okay, get, go on. We'll get to that. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, even with the gripes. If overall, your gripe is with Pat McAfee, I'm signing off right now. It is with Pat McAfee. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, I was bluffing. I was I was really <laughs> bluffing. I didn't want to sign off, but I would have. It's please like don't, disrespecting my boy like that. Please don't sign off. Uh, let's let's go through the card here and see as far as uh, what we're talking about here. So uh, your match to kick things off, which is just a, a, an amazing way to kick the entire night off. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. We've seen it before. Hometown girl. Hometown girl. Kind of ish. Um, <laughs> we were watching it, and uh, uh, I was with uh, Rob and Stephanie. I think it was Stephanie's boyfriend said something about, uh, or some, someone said something about her being a hometown uh, girl. And she's from Knoxville. Yes. Right. And so. They're in Nashville. Right. So someone said like yeah they're, she's she's they're rooting for the hometown girl and, and someone in the room said she's not from there she's she's from Knoxville it's like yeah but it's the same state but that's like and then someone else said it's like if I'm from Albany <laughs> like I'm from New York State like it's it's not the same it's like two different totally yeah. different areas anyway I digress it's like a team being billed from New York and playing in New Jersey exactly <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm a 49er fan. And that's why I recognize that there's only one true team in the state of New York. That's Buffalo. By way of <laughs> Buffalo, New York. The Buffalo Bills. Uh, so anyway, so Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Uh, absolutely amazing match. Um, th- they've done pretty much everything that you've, you've seen them do before and just uh, kind of turned it up a little bit. But it wasn't so much what happened during the match. It was kind of what happens after the match. Yeah, people, uh, again, going back to what I said, people only remember the finish. And at the finish of that match, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair embraced in what was seemingly, what we know now is a Becky Lynch face turn. I was thoroughly excited about that, actually. I go, okay, we're going to get the man back. Yeah. I'll elaborate on, a little, on that a little later. Okay. However, all of a sudden you hear some music you haven't heard in about, I don't know, a year to 18 months. And then you see the graphic and you go, Bailey's back. Holy shit. She doesn't say a word, I don't think. I don't think she says a word. She basically just screamed the entire way down there. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden we get more music. And then a lady with pink hair and blonde hair comes out or black hair, whatever. Black and pink. Black and pink, and it's Dakota Dakota Kai. Oof, Dakota almost, Sky Kai. I almost did that. <laughs> Wrong. That's going to get a little rough. Wrong Sky. <laughs> and then after that, we hear a very notable, very dun, 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 memorable dun, dun, dun. Yep. entrance music, and that of one formerly known as Io Shirai. Shirai. 
Now, my thought on this name change into Is this where your gripe is? No, it's not. Fuck. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually not mad at it. I feel like there was a reason why they're, this happened. They're just dumbing it down. They're dumbing it down for people that don't know her from NXT, and they just want to make it easier to pronounce. <laughs> so when you have, and they, they first of all, it's same first name, but spelled differently. And instead of EO Shirai, it's now I-Y-O Sky. EO Sky. EO is just spelled phonetically. Yes, EO. Well, it it's would like, be I-O. It, no, you see EO? You would, it, it, you see EO in uh, her name, EO. And right next to that would be the parentheses, and it would say I-Y-O. This way you know how to say it. Right. But it should be E-Y-O, if that's the case. It actually would probably be double E-Y-O. E-O. Capital double E, lowercase Y-O. Anyway, they they made it easier. (laughs) (laughs) They made it easier to pronounce. And so now we have... a faction not only is this a a awesome women's faction but it's the faction that bailey wanted in the first place that mcmahon vincent put the kibosh on why 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 it's, it's such a like an amazing awesome trio led by bailey why would you well it's because it's Vince. I guarantee um, it's because he had no faith in dakota kai i don't see why She's, I bet that's why he goes Bailey. She's great. I get she's great. Io Shirai, I've seen she's good. She'll make it up there one day. And he, he probably went to Dakota Kai and went. I don't know. Uh, it's a huge mistake. I just don't see it. It's a huge mistake. Well, now we don't see you. Uh, so, so Bailey, hi yo. Wow, I went there. Wow, uh, Bailey, they went there too. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky in this new faction, and they they go face to face with uh, Becky Lynch and and Bianca Belair at the end of the match. Um, nothing happens, but it's, I think that was just an awesome way to start things off. Just, just kind of set the, set the precedent for the rest of the night. It was as to just expect anything to happen. And they were right. <laughs> they were absolutely right. I have to get my Vince McMahon brain rewired. Sure. My wrestling brain rewired. Sure, Cause sure. I keep thinking of Vince McMahon isms. Okay. And, uh, in my head at the end of that match, when you see Bailey, Bailey, Dakota and EO, face off against Bianca and Becky. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went, oh, are they going to turn her heel again? Are they going to put Becky just right back in? Like, are, are they going to have Becky turn right now? I was like, please don't. I'm really happy that they didn't. They just left it at a nice moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad with it too. And uh, and she explained herself well on Raw. Um that the man is back, and uh, she, she. They also explain how they're gonna just write her off for a little bit uh, because she is legit hurt. So that, but ma- she's still working out, still working out. But that uh, the match was great. Uh, a for that one. Uh, next up, uh, Logan Paul versus the Miz. And go it, go on. There you go. Yes. Kudos to uh, to Champa, by the way. Formerly known as Tommaso Ciampa, uh, for pulling the Amasino, uh, pulling the uh, referee kicks you out, but I'm I, I he said no, <laughs> he said no, I'm good, I'm gonna take a chair and just sit here, uh, and then get beat up by AJ Styles. But I, I, I I've never that, seen a temper tantrum in I thought, wrestling. I thought, was per- I thought that was very funny. I um, was, and this match was very a very slow build. And I'm always excited. This is gonna sound weird. I'm always excited to see matches that have like just technical wrestling slow builds, because you know they're gonna fucking break it open <laughs> by the end of the match. And it's and not for nothing, but 
shout out to the Miz because he, he very underrated. I think he's probably the most underrated talent on the entire roster, and because yes. of, because of moments like this, and he did it did it for Baboni. Uh, he's did it for Logan Paul at Mania, and he's doing it for, for him at SummerSlam. He just knows how to put somebody over, and this was no exception. And Logan Paul, you 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 talk about he did the Miz did his job by putting him over, and you know he did his job because by the end of the match, you, he went in getting booed. He came out getting cheered. Yep. And kudos to Logan Paul for doing his thing because that frog splash off the top rope onto the table. God, <laughs> that was that was gorgeous. <laughs> it was a, it was a thing of beauty. I saw a clip, saw a clip from his uh, um, podcast, and he was talking about mid flight for that jump. He goes, "Oh, this is it. This this is how I break both my femurs." <laughs> okay, this is how it happens. This is it. It was a good ride, but this is how I break both my legs. Just you just and then he landed it. Perfectly. You just signed this this lucrative contract, and now you're just going to break both your legs yeah. <laughs> on a table. Hope you have insurance because you're an independent contractor. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Vince. Uh, but awesome. The, uh, the camera work that Logan Paul has to know where the hard camera is, mm-hmm. you can, you absolutely can teach that. But to have that in your first, in, in your second match, was wild. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. He hit that skull crushing finale and he had him turned one way and fucking immediately whipped him around. Right. I was like, Jesus Christ, right this to, kid knows where hard cam is and right everything. Right. I'm sure Miz was like Holy shit. I'm sure Miz also helped it by moving his body <laughs> over yeah, a little he bit. He goes, turn. Turn. <laughs> turn to camera. Uh so just awesome match. Uh, I give that I give that a day. Um also just, just the, the way that it, it was able to be built up again, slow build to to that finish. Um, Logan Paul was built for this. He's he's gonna do great. I'm telling you. Uh, this match here, uh, no gripe, but you could see where it was going. Uh, so Lashley versus Theory uh, yeah. for the U.S. title. Um, and then also fast forward to Raw. They're 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 pushing this U.S. title hard. Like this is gonna be like an actual thing uh, on Raw. So Theory got squashed. They kind of <laughs> have to. Yeah, no, they have to. They have to start pushing the mid-card titles because that is the only title that will be featured every week. Right. Right. Since you're universal, since you're undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion <gasps> is not there every week. <laughs> this is true. Uh, so Lashley gets that win, but again, you could just tell that Theory's going to have something to do later on in the night. Um, no gripe here. Uh, this was okay. So we had the Mysterios versus uh, Judgment Day, and mm. m- the match was was good. My thought, though, was that if you are sitting in the crowd of forty thousand, hyped up to be forty eight thousand, which was not true at all, uh, and, and the reason why, which is also let me let me talk about that really quickly. Sidebar: uh, Nissan Stadium holds about sixty nine thousand people. Mm-hmm. The entire hard camera side. No seats. Was packed. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. You're, yeah. I was just no, nobody. Nobody sitting there at all. So yeah. Uh, uh, so, so that was there was that. Um. But interesting. <laughs> if you sat there and you watched for for the forty thousand people that were there, it's you know, 
Yeah, and the millions watching it, right? Home. So you have to worry about the you don't have to worry about the millions watching at home for the the the, the forty thousand are are in attendance. But you seeing this, <laughs> I can't imagine seeing these guys wheel in these the stairs, and they're putting up like these things of pyro. Like what the hell happened? It's happening over there, and I'm sure like Finn Balor and, and if, if, <laughs> if we were just like doing it as a as a uh, as a work, like Finn Balor's like what the hell's going on over there? What's wh- what are they doing over there? And then Rey Mysterio comes and smacks him in the face. The fuck is happening? What's happening? And then he gets smacked in the face, and he's like, "Pay attention over here." Meanwhile, don't worry about this stuff that's happening behind the curtain over there. And that's just Edge. Coming look at through. me! Don't look at them! Look at me! <laughs> watch! Watch! Watch this! Watch this! Yeah, Edge is back, and so that was a uh, with the brood music uh, hitting first, and so come coming on through, and that was the biggest non surprise ever in the history of WWE. But they played. Yeah, but the big pop would have been Metalingus. Yeah, yeah, I think he missed that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I like the brood music because he had to rise up from the the stage ashes. From the ashes, <laughs> I get it. But uh, but then running down the the three mile walk <laughs> of that aisle, man. When when Bailey came out and she was griping and and still walking and she was still doing the whole thing, and then camera switched, the camera angle changed, and she was only at the curve. <laughs> she was at the back. Yeah. Like, oh my god, she still has another like mile to go. Let's go. That ramp, holy shit! It was like a mania. It was longer. Bring than- back the scissor lifts. Yeah. <laughs> or the main. Bring back the sit. Let them go that way. Or the mania makes them look more elegant. The mania cart, the mania three cart. Just just bring the yeah. bring the mini ring. It, it could hold like- Andre the Giant. I'm pretty sure it could hold all those three women. <laughs> god, <laughs> it just took forever. Um, so so uh, we have Edge returning, uh, helping out the Mysterios beat uh, Judgment Day. Again, still have no idea where Judgment Day is going. Not really sure what the hell that this whole faction is. They're gonna end up being and now. Edge on Raw is basically saying that he's gonna finish what he started and end his creation. So okay, so Judgment Day is uh, going bye bye. Apparently, see, it led to something. Edge finally spoke. He finally spoke. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It, it only took two or three months, but he finally spoke. It's fine. All right, you gotta work an injury. You gotta build it up. Uh, here's your boy, Mister McAfee against Happy Corbin. Ugh. two former cults drilled into our heads that they've been teammates and roommates before and if you didn't know then you know now they only said it about 500 times uh and michael cole and Corey graves on the commentary and cole going in hard for his boy and not giving two shits because why it's a new era (laughs) they opened up that match before either of them were introduced and they both and michael cole is there saying as as broad as something along the lines as, as broadcasters were led to be not biased, but uh, this is clearly not the case because I will be rooting for Pat and he will be rooting for Corbin. Mm. It was great. It was great. The <laughs> fact that Pat, the fact that at the end of that match, Corey goes, "I got I got to look at a sign entering the city that I live in that says home of Pat McAfee." <laughs> <laughs> the, that whole the the think- references that my, I want to give shout out to Michael Cole. I think he, he the, the commentary on this this pay per view has probably the, been the best it's been in a very long time. Michael Cole, could, there could be an argument. Michael Cole is the greatest broadcaster of all time. Wrestling, wrestling broadcaster of all time. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that was before. That was when he still had Vince McMahon handcuffs on his around his ear. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't have that as much. We don't know exactly what Hunter's in, in, in Cole's ear about. Sure. But you hear about, dude, you heard about Harley Race holding the United States Championship. 
on Monday Night Raw? Yeah. When was the last time you even heard the name Harley Race on Monday Night Raw? Triple H. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And with Cole not having that, he just had no, he had no limit. He just had to, he just had to abide by FCC guidelines. He just had a Cole. He just had to do Michael Cole. That's it. He had a Boston Connor reference. He had an AJ Hawk reference. Shout out the boys. God damn. The, everything about that match. It was, it was great. A little bit at the end. So also, a little wonky, a little wonky, a little wonky. So, so this, I, my, my only thing with this match, it wasn't as good. He, he wasn't as good as Mania, but, but I mean, and I also attribute that to because everybody had issues. Uh, if you notice, it was the rain, the humidity there. Logan Paul slipping. You had Pat McAfee slip. You had uh, Brock later on uh, slip. So definitely, you see, you see Pat McAfee with the Swan Tone Bambini. He <laughs> had a little slip there with the the grab, and then that little. Uh, uh, Panama sunrise flipping nope. to the side. Of it was it thing. was a code red. Okay, it was a. It, it was, it was let, a code, let me it was, rephrase that. It, it was it was supposed to be a code red. It was, it was a code reddish. <laughs> it wasn't. It was kind of half half on his back, half like off, and then he uh, Corbin, to his credit, kind of was able to maneuver himself into into position there. Um, but Pat McAfee with the win, uh, as only uh, he could do, and I really hope I would love if. Happy Corbin went back to depressing Corbin. I, I thought that character was was great, but probably won't. Uh, Ketchup marinara sauce stain on his freaking white yes, t-shirt. Yeah, I thought it was I thought that it was Corbin probably the the his best character of his career. Uh, the rate I, that Pat McAfee can chug a beer is impressive, unbelievable. Who did he grab that I've beer? I've known from? this. I've known this for a long amount of time, but he just went through what fifteen minutes with with Baron Corbin mm. and almost died a couple times, and he still chugged a beer in like what? Two seconds. Two seconds. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking crazy. Impressive. Uh, here's my first gripe. So we had the Usos against the Street Profits for the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles. Okay. The match. Okay. It was okay. We've seen we've seen them before, obviously. Um, we've seen better matches from these two. My two gripes with this match... Uh, of the overall gripes I have. Um, one is that if, if you're going to bitch and moan every time the referee didn't count to three, if it was a regular referee, you wouldn't. But since it's Jeff Jarrett, it's every time. It's like, come on, it's three, come on. Like, we get it. All right, you, 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 we have this unknown factor here that's playing into this whole match. We, we understand. You don't have to do it every single time. And my other big gripe for the overall, probably my biggest gripe of the entire night, what the hell was Jeff Jarrett's point? Why, why was he there? There was no reason for him to be there. Like, there was absolutely nothing that he contributed to other than the fact that they bitched and moaned about the three counts. He didn't use a guitar. He didn't interfere. Nothing. He counted the three, got the match done, and he was out. But what was the point of hyping this up to have Double J there for, for what? Do you think any of that had either the marketing behind Double J being there had to do with what he was doing the next night? But, do you think that he didn't take incredible bumps because of what he was doing the next night? So you're saying that that last match for Ric Flair superseded SummerSlam? <laughs> I mean, he just had to be a referee. Let's put priorities into perspective. Okay, so you could have had any referee. Honestly, that that the match was the match. You could have done it without him. 
There was there was no point. Like, he didn't contribute anything to the match other than the fact that we have this guy that you're bitching and moaning that he didn't count to three fast enough. I guess he he realistically just he was there for the build. Because remember, he super he got super kicked on on Friday. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, that's that's really the only thing that I can think of. I, I just don't understand what what his point was there. I mean, I would I would love to have him like even if you did like a if he got pissed off at the Usos and and was about to clobber one of them and he moved and hit you know Montez and he was well think out. about this the most famous legend who who could be a ref who could be a legitimate referee in a match from Tennessee is Jeff Jarrett. Sure. That's probably why they did it. They wanted to do something different. They put a, a, a special guest referee, so it, it was because of the what-you-call-its. It was because of the elbows being up. None of the other referees saw it. They thought that, for some reason, WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett was a better was a better pick. It's the same reason why if, if, it, was, if it was in Dallas, Texas, you would have Stone Cold Steve Austin as, as a referee. It's the same thing why if he was in the Barclays, the the the, the Brooklyn Brawler would be the fucking special guest. Okay, but then but then you gotta do something with them. He, they did nothing with him. Nothing. They was, built it. it, it they got super kicked the day before. That's fine. But talk about the match itself. He did nothing for the match. There was there was no like there was no pros and cons to him being there. It was, he added nothing to it other than the as a name. You had a Hall of Famer as a referee, but so what? It really it was not, nothing happened. I don't know. I, I, I don't. Know. I, maybe I'm bitching too much about it, but it's for all that build, and I get what you're saying as far as you know, being the hometown boy and 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 being there to to referee and kind of having the the, the guest referee aspect of it. He did nothing for the match, and it, it was an okay match with a predictable end. Um, and now on Raw, we see the the beginning of the end for the Street Profits. As a group, that has that has finally come to pass. All the talk has finally been brought to us. Yeah, but part of me feels like they could go a new day type of route with this. I'm, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they, they where where they are just perfectly okay with each other being singles. And please don't and yeah, and, and don't forget about Dawkins, please, because he's actually in the last couple of weeks he's been like really he's a dog picked up well. Uh Getting better on the mic too. Yeah, slim down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we didn't have the Riddle match versus Rollins because of injury. This was my gripe with it. Okay, uh, but I didn't understand this. Out of nowhere, Riddle comes out of the crowd. He gets on the mic and calls him out, and uh, they they fight each other till Rollins curb stomps his ass. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I I I understand what. Triple H is trying to do, even though they can't have the match. They want to kind of throw it in there and make more of a realistic aspect to it, as far as you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I get it. It's it, you know it, that could have gone either way, and it's it was just there. Yeah. You know, all right. Whatever. Um, also, uh, uh, Drew McIntyre uh, uh, coming out in the middle of the of the ramp there and and uh, telling everybody Popping about the crowd. That's it. At the clash. Um, by the way, also shout out to the uh, the Joker who was at the castle. Uh, oh my God, that guy was awesome. He was awesome until he got kicked out. Got I re- noticed that he wasn't there towards the end. Gone. Someone removed him. Removed the Joker. I mean, he was probably the loudest person in the entire. Area I mean, there. let's. I say this jokingly, kind of. About the Joker. About the Joker. Yes. Jokingly about the Joker. Got it. I understand why you would want to remove someone who is dressed to a T. 
like a Batman supervillain because let's be honest, the last time we saw someone dressed as the Joker in a public place didn't go too well for the people of Aurora, Colorado. Right? Oh, jeez. So I understand why I understand why they decided to kick them out. I would not even have wanted gone to be there, precautionous, but, yeah. mm. but let's just agree. Uh, maybe don't put on if you're not in a wrestling show, if you're not in the actual show, maybe don't put on makeup that resembles, I don't know, a mass murderer. Granted, a fictional mass murderer, mm. but a mass murderer nonetheless. Thoughts? I didn't even think of that, but okay. I mean, that's a that's, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I, my, I go, oh no. See, I that the the only thing that came to my mind was that he was very obnoxious and loud. <laughs> so people were like, oh yeah, get this fucker out of here. <laughs> like he's just he's just being a very annoying. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't even think about the uh, the theater aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that wasn't. Uh, I saw that and I go, if this turns to black, I know exactly what happened yeah, um uh, my other gripe was this next match uh we had uh Liv morgan versus uh ronda rousey um my gripe being is that it was too short the reason why it was too short was because the match before it went way long <clears throat> um so that, that kind of got screwed up and then the rousey turn the heel turn for Rousey, which I'm all well and good with that. That's fine, um, but it just seemed it, it just seemed rushed. Like it just seemed like there wasn't really anything. As far as the, the match went, what like five minutes? It went like four or five minutes, and then for Rousey to turn, it all just seemed like we had to get this in quick because it's part of the card. But it, it, I don't know. The whole thing just seemed rushed. That's my. But mind. the way the finish happened, I'm okay with that. Actually, I'm not mad at that at that finish. You get, you get the. That's why I was okay with the quick match. The shoulder pin. Because you're not going to be Ronda Rousey with a roll up, mm-hmm. but you are going to be Ronda Rousey if with a roll up if she's currently holding you in an arm bar and she thinks you just tapped after the three count. And the referee doesn't see it. <laughs> there you go. Or before the three count. Sorry. Right. Right. Um, so we we had that, and then your main event, which good lord. <laughs> Good God. So, again, we've seen how many times have we seen Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar? Uh, 15,000 times. But we've never seven, seen Seven, but close. We've never seen it with a forklift. He's <laughs> never seen it with a forklift. And uh, what? Go ahead. It's a tractor, dude. Come on. Okay. Forklift? What are, you, what are you talking about? It's Sorry. a fucking tractor. Come on, dude. What are you doing? Ain't about that cowboy life? No, I'm not. Do you see, do you see me? Do you, do you see? Do you think any, any part of me is... How's cowboy life? Any part of this 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 black guy over here? Is, it, no, absolutely. There you go. Uh, Unless my name was Hootie. No comment. There it is. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> the tractor coming down to the ring. Um, they just <laughs> where was that thing? That thing was there the whole time. That thing was not there the whole time, no. Okay. That's <laughs> no. What I thought. So again, another moment where you're in the crowd and they're bringing out this tractor from uh, from the side there, like, what the hell is going on here? And then you see Lesnar come out, kind of walk, and then walk back to the the tractor. And then, first of all, Reigns taking all of five. Oh, hold on, I timed it five minutes and twenty three seconds. Hell yeah, did for new Undertaker. Yeah, the new Undertaker, and then another like four minutes for for Lesnar and his uh, tractor to come out and. So you're talking about a 10 minute intro. 
<laughs> for both mm-hmm. wrestlers. Got it. Um, but they had to cut the match short before. <laughs> but and then, mind you, you're still we're still doing in the Triple H era. We're still doing the the promos for for other wrestlers in between each match. So you get to see those those cuts and like we have seven more matches to go. What are we doing with another two minute promo? I'm okay with that. There, and I'll tell you why. This thing went to twelve o'clock at night. I'll tell you why I'm okay with the way they did it. Mm. Because Triple H goes, we're not gonna completely change the formula. If you think about it, all of those promo packages for I think I saw one for Kevin Owens for Charlotte Flair. Yeah. All of those packages were in place of storylines that didn't really have as much buildup. I shouldn't say that they were, you only had the promo packages for that mat for the matches Mm. right before title matches. Okay. I was okay with prioritizing the title matches who, who have storylines and all that stuff to, to have this promo package. And if you're going in the middle of the other matches, you're going to build up other wrestlers. I'm also okay with that because it's not showing us, you know, five minutes of or three minutes, whatever it is, of everything we have already seen. But isn't isn't that a lot though? Why can't it just be like like a minute? Why do we need three minutes of someone that we already know and is established? Like if that's going to be the case, do it for like someone that's that you're you're building up, like Champa. Like do it for Ricochet. Do it for somebody that Triple H will now take. That Vince McMahon kind of threw away, take and and push. Do it for them. I don't need a three minute package for Charlotte Flair. I know she's the greatest woman, uh, female wrestler of all time. I get it. <laughs> we're we're good. I can agree with that. I, I, I love, I I love did, Kevin Owens. I, I, I love the again. structure of the pro of the different promo packages. Uh, that's fine. I did like that. that's fine. I just I, it's it, we're we're talking about a four hour events that we now have another three minutes for each person to kind of go through and, and do this this package that we have already established. Again, do a brand brand new person. If that's the case, do a three minute three minutes on Trampa. And, and I mean, dude, how are you going to wheel out a, a a staircase that has flames on it without a little promo package before it? <laughs> Come on, dude, I think know. about it. This is true. Um, and I, I for everybody that I've talked to, and, and I like quote Corey Graves heavily on this. The end of that match was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. The, the, the it was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. He said it twice. Uh, for him to take that that uh, tractor, go on the edge, and he, he kind of missed it the first time because he just pushed the ring forward. <laughs> so after everything was said and done, and after all the the uh, the near counts uh, of, of the uh, you know, the, I'll be the, honest, the, I thought he meant to do that. Did he? I thought he was trying to get like underneath to lift it up. He might have. He might have meant to do it. That's that's fine. Um, it just look. I thought he he initially missed, but uh, the 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 crazy slow again slow build. Of getting to you know, getting to that ten count with the last man standing and everybody they're all able to stand up the, the hard bumps that each of them took on the stairs that was all well and good but then he got that tractor and he pushed the ring it had to push it a, you know, a couple feet because on the other side of the ring you saw the mats were all bunched up in front of the commentary table and then he gets to the corner of the ring and he lifted the damn thing up and I I've never seen anything like that before in my life <laughs> and I've been watching wrestling for. 35 years I've never seen that in my entire life so it was just crazy to see that thank you for doing something new first off and then doing it the way he did because it was just it was so funny seeing him getting lift up and then Roman Reigns just sliding and you know tumbling out of the ring and then just staying up the entire time I wish that they had utilized it again but uh yeah everything after that from that point on was just insanity 
from the Usos coming in to you know, getting destroyed from Theory about to cash in his his uh, briefcase, uh, and then you know him beating up on on Reigns into the head with the briefcase, him getting F five by Lesnar, and then the finish with just Reigns clocking him in the face with that briefcase, and then everybody the, the bloodline just piling everything on top of Lesnar, which was a great way to kind of kill him off in that moment. Uh, and bury then, him. And then literally bury him and get the 10 count. Uh, I, I thought that match was was absolutely incredible. Just an incredible, entertaining match um, to, to kind of finish the entire SummerSlam off. I have one gripe with that match. Please. And now that I think about it, I agree with your statement earlier about uh, Brock Lesnar missing with the tractor. And that leads me to my gripe. Mm -hmm. The only gripe I have with that match, one thing and one thing only. That tractor should have been a fucking deer. (laughs) Should be honest. All right. Tractor should have been a deer. No reason to have no goddamn red tractor. Was it a company on there? No, it wasn't. I didn't say anything on it. I'm sorry, you're so. But get that I'm goddamn so green deer out there. <laughs> a green, a goddamn John Deere would not have missed. <laughs> Ever. Shout out to John Deere. I hope they sponsor us. Uh, that's that was SummerSlam. Uh, hit I, us up, Sons of Slam. Hit us up, Sons of on Twitter. You know. Gmail.com. You know us. You got us. <laughs> Uh, from the beginning with Bianca Belair and the whole thing with the the new trio uh, under Bailey to uh, Reigns and Lesnar, just an absolutely cr- incredible pay per view. Uh, so kudos to Triple H on his first one. He, he got it, popped his cherry, and hey, and you popped your cherry, <laughs> and we move on. We move on from SummerSlam, and uh, I will go quickly into uh, Monday Night Raw. Which there really wasn't anything other than Lynch in the beginning of the night kind of declaring that it's a new era. Uh, and then my praise now for Raw is that watching the entirety of, of Monday Night Raw, the matches were really good and they were long and they, yeah. were, they were matches. <laughs> the they women, were matches. The women had a match. Yeah, Io Shirai and Bianca Belair that almost went ten minutes. Io Sky, Io Sky, excuse me, excuse me. Good God, uh, that's gonna that's be, gonna it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take it's your girl. That's a Dan. That's a, <laughs> yeah, she is my girl. Uh, that's like Daniel Bryan. I gotta I gotta like fix my brain on that. Um, Ciampa getting pushed uh, against Lashley. I think that's amazing. I love that. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna lose, but I love that, it. that's all well and good. But at least get him there. He's he's one of the best wrestlers in all the company. Uh, and they were actually good matches without. Any kind of interference or disqualification. The only thing that would ha- that really happened was the thing that happened with uh, you know, before uh, uh, it was uh, Oscar and uh, and Alexa Bliss, and that kind of ended in a in a DQ, which ended which ended up being another match, which was the EO Sky match versus uh, Bianca Belair. But that match went almost ten minutes, and it, it put him out there. Stop having these women fight two minutes. Ha- have these these wrestlers go out and actually wrestle and have. 10 minute matches I thought that was great I thought the entire night was great because you just had match after match after match do that cut the cut the bullshit out cut all the the nonsense that was the filler crap put a match in that's what we're watching it's wrestling you want to call it wrestling because that's one of your banned words which might not be banned anymore um but, but put them out there they're still superstars you hear it they they don't say they don't say wrestlers so it's I I just thought uh 
I thought one led to the other. I thought SummerSlam was great, which led to Raw, which was really good. Uh, they can cut it down to two hours. but uh, They absolutely could. They were, I mean, we've said that for years. They won't. But uh, Do you remember back when it was two hours? You go, I mean, there's just so much. We need to move it to three hours. I know. <laughs> right? I know. How fucking stupid were we? <laughs> there's so much wrestling. The 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 fun part, I mean, now in, in, in retrospect, the fun part about the Monday Night Wars was that it was just that two-hour block was either you had a VCR to record one and then watch it later, or if you were watching live on both, commercial, I mean, for me, it was in, from 96 to 98 was, it was WCW, unfortunately. It was WCW, and then foot back to WWE during a commercial, go back to NWO. If it wasn't NWO, i go to WWE, uh, WWF. And so that was the whole fun of it. And now you're expanding it to three hours. It's, it's so much. <laughs> We've said, I think we said that the first episode of the show. It's, it's still so much. You got three hours on Mondays. We have another two yeah. on Wednesdays. We have another two on Fridays. God, if we watch NXT when we was, that was the black and gold, that was two hours too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Honestly, if you nine take hours one of hour away, that nine hours, is that so, what you said? Yeah. So you have three, five, seven, nine. Yeah, that's, that's nine hours of wrestling. So think about this. Ready? This week, from Sunday to Saturday, mm-hmm. this is how much wrestling we're going to get. We have got and will get. This this week. You have this week alone. Yes, starting Monday. Because this is a fucking crazy week because of what we found out last night on, on Dynamite. Right. You have SummerSlam. That was four hours. Okay, so Saturday, yes. All right, Saturday. Saturday, sorry. Saturday, Saturday, go. Saturday, Saturday. You have SummerSlam. That was four hours. Four hours. You have not including the uh, the kickoff. Go ahead. Not including the kickoff. You have Monday Night Raw. That's another three, three hours. hours. That's seven hours. You have NXT. That's another hour. Two. You have Dynamite. That's two hours. Oh, it's two hours. Yes, that's another two hours. Sorry. That's nine. Go. You have Dynamite. That's another two hours. Eleven. You have SmackDown. That's another two hours. Thirteen. You have Rampage. That's another hour. Fourteen. And you have Battle of the Belts, which is another hour. Sixteen hours of wrestling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're at a, you're almost at a full day of wrestling. <laughs> like that would be like if you just wanted like a, a marathon and you just You're at a double shift of wrestling. <laughs> it really <laughs> it, is, it is. You are at yeah, it's it's uh that's insane. It's, it's 16 hours of, of wrestling. Absolutely insane. Um I really quickly before we get to uh, uh Dynamite just recap that quick. I I thought this was, was my my nerd brain here. I thought this was kind of uh fascinating. So I I subscribe to and listen to all the time uh, What Culture Wrestling uh, on YouTube, and they brought up a very good point, um, and this is about Triple H. So everybody's you know hashtagging thank you Triple H online, and uh, you know, much well deserved. Uh, Does uh, hang on. Does there because I didn't watch this, but I just want to bring this up really quick. Does sure. their point have anything to do with the fact that we hated Triple H at the end of his wrestling career? No. Okay, go on. No, um, it has to do with. What, what it has to do with the change uh, with Triple H and how it might not really change. So it might change in storyline, but to the benefit of WWE, not of the fans. So this is this is a very quick uh, blurb here. So according to uh, What Culture Wrestling and Brian Furston of Wrestle WrestleNomics, WrestleNomics. Let me just say that right. WrestleNomics. WrestleNomics. The WWE. In last year, in 2021, revenue had a billion dollars. Billion dollars in revenue, profit of 327 
$1.1 million. They're one of their best Ooh. years in the, hist- the company, in the history of the company. There you go. Okay, there you go. Due to all, all these deals left and right, and I'll, I'll get into that. So the according to Brandon Furston of WrestleNomics, in 2012, so 10 years ago, the revenue of the company came 67% from consumers, from ticket sales, from, from uh, uh, merch, all that stuff. Pay-per-view buys. 33% from other... It's a pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. 33% from other avenues. And it, the, the importance of keeping the fan happy was obviously prevalent there because that's where the majority of the money was coming from. In 2018, that trend changed. So the revenue from business to business, from like sponsorships, went changed and increased from 33% to 52% from business. In 2022, this year, it is forecasted to be 80% of revenue from business to business and 20% from the fans. Why? Because of deals like uh, with Fox, USA Network, the Peacock deal, sponsors, and of course, Saudi Arabia. The the point being now is that this the shift as bad as we've said that the product has been in in the last several years, there's no care on their end. Vince did not care what the fan thought because all this money was still coming in. When they were firing all these wrestlers during COVID and there was you know Black Wednesday and all those days, they were still in the black. So it was it was just weird that he just he was just a greedy bastard. <laughs> That's what it came down to. He was just it, the greed kicked in and you he thought that he could get rid of these talents that really weren't pushing the needle and he was still making money. And again, the fact that the the product it, look all over Twitter, you can see how many people shit all over it. It didn't matter. So all I'm saying is that be very cautious with what we're about to get into with this new era of Triple H. As far as creativity, all well and good. We've already seen that it's going to be a benefit because we saw SummerSlam. It was it was great, but I, I w- I'm going to cautiously be optimistic in this and seeing how much of a change it's going to be uh, to the, to the fans' appeasement because what I did the numbers I just gave you. That's interesting. This was the numbers that you were talking about. I yes. would assume, right? Yes. Okay. I did not think that's where, where you were going when you talked about it. I thought no. you were talking about ratings. No, I just I just found this interesting. They were talking about it on on uh, what culture, and I just thought found it res- interesting that we're we're so thank you, thank you Triple H, thank thank God Vince is, and I'm still saying that that's fine. I, I, I thank God he's gone. <laughs> really, it's the product has not been good with Vince, and we talked about this since ruthless aggression. Really, for the last fifteen some odd years, it, it has just been shit, and. We have another product in AEW, barring 2014 with WrestleMania 30. Okay, fair enough. I'm 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 saying overall, the overall arc of, yeah, the, of yeah, yeah. WWE product has been yeah. shit. We, we have this, ain't good. this new product in AEW, which is fresh and new, and they're kind of pushing the boundaries. Which, if you notice, if you knew uh, the Attitude Era, that was its most popular era. That was pushing the boundaries. So, can we get that with Triple H? Hopefully, we had it with NXT which is why it was so beloved, that kind of went away. So if we can get there and with this new TV 14 rating, who, who knows? But again, I am cautiously which optimistic. Which has not been put in yet. Not Has not been, well, was it was it in there for the, the pay-per-view? 
even though they, they it wasn't on it wasn't on the screen. It still said TVPG. Gotcha. Okay, which is why they TVPG with violence. Which is, <laughs> no, I find that so funny the way you just did that. With they should do that advertising with the finger, the overarching finger with violence. Um, yeah, so with that, a smile too and violence. <laughs> I'm just saying. The more uh, you know. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. All that, that the long-winded statement. I'm looking forward to where this go is going. But again, cautiously optimistic as far as seeing where they go and how far they will go. And, and when TV14 kicks in, then maybe I'll I'll come back on here and and you know eat my words. But until then, we shall see. We shall. We shall. Um, let's see here. So other than that. And other than uh, the acclaimed talking bullshit about Vince McMahon, what do we have this week here? Uh, Jay Lethal versus Freshly Squeezed, Orange Cassidy. It was a solid match. Solid match. Uh, the uh, Undisputed Elite are back. Adam Cole's back. Oh, my God. We got to talk about that. Yeah, really quick. Go ahead. Adam Cole was talking about the trio's title with the entire Undisputed Elite in the ring saying how he is not able to compete for the trio dog girl trios tournament. Neither him nor Kyle O'Reilly is going to be able to compete. With that being said, uh, he goes, no, 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 no. I think you misunderstood me. You're not going to be able to compete. And then crack. And then Bobby fish choke, chokes him out. Kyle O'Reilly takes one out by the knee. Make a, they start beating him down, beating him down, beating him down. Make a kid cry. Made a kid cry here. The man's music. Becky Lynch. You hear the hangman's music. Oh, there you go. And by God, the pop from that place was crazy. Yeah. Because that's one of the last storylines that the original elite have to uh, get to Mm -hmm. in AEW is the hangman back with the elite. I think you, 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 uh, you squashed my my statement. Uh, I did. What did you say? I, I said the, the they made a grow not a grown they made a kid cry. It was it was a oh my lord a very uh, uh calm down man. <laughs> it's real to me, damn it. Even though he was five, dude, he was he wasn't just crying. He was bawling. He was openly weeping <laughs> on live television in his father's arms. He loves young bucks, huh? That, that was crazy. That kid is. And, and then Taz just like, yeah, like that kid. I'm upset like that kid. <laughs> man, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. I, by the way, I I'm, I I love Taz on, on commentary. I think he's just so like, there's really like no structure to him. Like he just like talks and he'll say some shit. And then. You forget how good Taz was back in like the early 2000s. He was commentary. SmackDown with Cole. In 2000s. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Young Bucks with the face turn. Um, and now, yeah, and so I, I, I'm getting some uh, some Red Dragon versus Young Bucks. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, let's see. I'm all for it too. I just want to know where Kenny Omega figures into all this because now that they do have the trios titles, they can get the band back together. I mean, he would be great for as a face to join the the Bucks since since he was like at odds with with Cole. Oh no! It's either he joins the Bucks or he doesn't come back yet. Right. I don't think he would join Cole. He's the one that got Cole kicked out of the Bullet Club. Right. Kind of. Kind of. Sort of. Uh, 
uh, Shivani interviewing Christian Cage backstage. I'm I'm all for him. This 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 rivalry, I think, is probably my my new favorite. Uh, Jungle Boy and Christian Cage because they they just go in on each on each other, just like talking about dead dads and not, I mean not that I'm looking for dead dad talk, but it was just uh, dead dads <laughs> and divorced wives, and divorced wives. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it was fucking great. Yeah, uh, I, I'm like, he wore a shirt on live television that said Christian is a pussy. <laughs> I'm liking the new Jungle Boy uh, uh, demeanor here. Um, I think he should just get rid of the Jungle Boy. Just I think it should just be Jack Perry. Jack Perry. Hmm. The name carries more. Jack Perry and Luchasaurus. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> it's up, Jungle Boy. Doesn't sound the best. It's Jurassic Express. Come on. Uh, it's not. Jurassic Express is with that runt, Marco. <laughs> Marco Runt. Marco Runt. Uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Oof. Versus Thunderstorm. Oof. 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 Uh, Ugh. <laughs> uh, Ugh. <laughs> Hater gets. I have nothing about that match. I was too focused on ass. I know it was just ass, there was ass, 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 ass everywhere. Speaking uh, of which, one of the things that I did notice because it had a bunch of ass in it. Some might say the best. Uh, the <laughs> the uh, the uh, the hip attack that Tony Storm gave to Britt Baker in the corner. Yeah. I thought she legitimately broke her neck. Broke her neck. <laughs> like it was a hell of a snap. And she did it twice. Yeah. But some people would pay for that. Myself included. Myself included. Oh, there you go. Okay. That that should they should do that. I, I think instead of doing OnlyFans, like she should charge like a couple hundred bucks and say, listen, get ready, brace yourself. I'm gonna run my ass into your face. <laughs> yeah. And where do I sign? How much extra for a fart? <laughs> what were you saying? Oh, we just going crazy. What are you saying? We've gone creep. Uh, You're about to say something though. <laughs> I, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> we we just found Joe Black's uh, freaky freak. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti apparently in Paris announcing uh, they're getting married. Congratulations to the two of them. I wonder where the uh, the ex fiance is. <laughs> She's uh, sitting, probably watching WWE uh, and telling all of her friends don't watch AEW. Don't watch AEW. But it's better this week. Uh, Taz saying that Team Taz is finished. Team Taz is no more. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs against Ren Jones. Uh, that was a squash until uh, Starks comes out and uh, beats his ass. Um, we're going to get Darby Allen versus Brody King again. In a and coffin match. In a coffin match. It's going to be insane. Uh, Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. We've seen this before on multiple organizations. Uh, bu- 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 By my bu- count, three. Do they fight in uh, TNA as well? I'm assuming. Well, I was thinking ECW. I'm assuming so. Uh, WWE ECW. Yeah, but you know. WWCW. Uh, WWE ECW. ECW. Um, let's see here. Tenu Garcia, which I, I, I'm all for him. Man is single-handedly bringing back the Kangol hat. The Kangol hat and and beating uh, Brian Danielson. I'm, I'm uh, the week before. I thought that was huge for him. And I'm, that was I'm, huge. Yeah. Uh, that that's cool that he that Danielson put him over like that. Uh, Ethan Page in a new faction. No more. Uh, no more. Uh, the hell am I, am I drawing his name? Scorpio Sky pairing up there. There you go. Yeah, that guy. I wasn't thinking about him. I was thinking about Dan Lambert. But there you go. There you go. Uh, that's <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> I work it out, man. It's 
fine. It took you that long to get to the fucking name. <laughs> I'll work it out on my own. You forgot the name and then remember the other name. <laughs> Uh, I didn't think it would be Stokely Hathaway. Workshop in here. Stokely Workshop. Hathaway of all people to kind of have that faction going on. But no, kudos to, to Hathaway kind of giving, getting a, uh, building up the brand. Does Sky go with him? Would the men of the year be I, under Stokely Hathaway Productions? I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, is Dan Lambert still a thing now? SCU back together? I can get SCU. Would, would, would that be an ROH uh, collaboration? It could be. I'll tell you what, though. Now that there's trios titles, I wouldn't mind us you getting back together. We are way too many titles in AEW. This if you just... take out the ROH titles, it's not that many. And what happened to the uh, the all continental, international, uh, uh, yeah. European, the all intergalactic planetary <laughs> championship? Yes, uh, Beastie Boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what happened to that belt? Uh, it is currently being defended in uh, Rev Pro by Pack. By Pack. Where's Rev? Because where's Tony Khan, Britain. Okay. Because Tony Khan has said that the All Atlantic Championship will be a traveling championship. Because none of them are just that one. But no, meaning that, mean? that he will defend it not on AEW soil. Got it. Okay. It's a gypsy title. It really is. <laughs> it really is. With all due respect, it's the best term I can come up with. The gypsy title. They, they just called it. just called the gypsy title. <laughs> you can't anymore. Uh, why? That's the point. Oh, because it's you know, we're, we're PC. gypsy is offensive to to gypsies, the traveling community, which ninety nine point nine nine percent of the entire human population refers to as gypsies. gypsies. <laughs> okay, I think. Um, there's got to be votes, man. We, we, the, the whole also piece. because you don't want you don't want Tyson Fury to come in and challenge for that title. I think he would he would definitely win. He's he's the Gypsy King. If he comes in and, and challenges for the Gypsy title, he is he's gonna win. King of all Gypsies. He's gonna win. If he, listen, he's first of all not only is he King of all Gypsies, but if he's saying he's a Gypsy King, and he's the King of all Gypsies, then it's not offensive. I'm good with it. There has to be. A, here, here's my here's my my. My thing. I'm putting this. He out there. is a gypsy, though. He needs to. We need to have a, a overall vote as a society of things that are offensive and not. Like we just put it. We we vote for our, our politicians. We need to vote for these terms. If we don't find it as an overall group offensive, then it gets a say in. If gypsies are not offensive to the entirety of humankind, so be it. I have so many different ones I want to lay out right now. We need to end the show because <laughs> I will get both of us canceled. <laughs> Uh, see, okay. Then we get to I was vote. thinking about something that's in a car that I can't call that anymore. Oh, I was thinking about the medical term for someone with something that I can't call that anymore. This is just a, a whole bunch of things. We're done. We're done. Thank but, you, everybody, for listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> by the way, uh, we didn't point out last week uh, that Anna J is now a heel and goes by Anna uh, JS. JS, excuse me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Anna Yas. Anna Yas. <laughs> Anna Yas. Uh, she's a psycho. Go, go figure. So um, what's happening with the Dark Order, though? What's what's been happening with the Dark Order? They they've said that they've they're back and they're nothing's nothing's changing, and then I would, you know, you haven't seen them in the last three weeks. I think I think Khan is has tired of them. I think that toy has kind of lost its shine, and it's it's a BTE bit at this point. That's what sucks about it. Hmm. God damn it, Brody! God damn it, Brody! <laughs> damn it, Brody! Taking too soon. Ah, uh, Jericho against. Wheeler Yuta, which was a, a really good match. Um, 
uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to he and he, he won that. So this the uh, the fight now is to uh, John Moxley versus Jericho next week. Uh, I'm 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 for that. Uh, we got Rampage on uh, done tomorrow. Uh, he said. Uh, Moxley wants a Lionheart, by the way, which I thought was very cool. <laughs> We're just going to pull out every single Jericho, like, old uh, trope and, as far as characters go. Uh, so we're getting Lionheart Chris Jericho. I don't know what that means. Like, is that supposed to be, like... He's going to dye his hair blonde. Long... Blonder. Long blonde hair and just have the, 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 the long pants, the tights. Yep. Um, he goes, you open Pandora's box, you want Lionheart Chris Jericho, you got it, but I'm going to stretch the shit out of you. <laughs> okay. Sure. I think that's what it is. I think the whole gimmick behind the Lionheart was that the Lionheart was the last graduate of the Hart family the dungeon. The Hart family dungeon. I think that's the way they're going with all this. Okay. Which is not true. I would assume Natalia and TJ Wilson came after that. Oh, well... Really? I'm really going to have to think about it. I, I'm not too sure if he said the last member or the last graduate. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the last. It wouldn't be the last. Because of the two names you just mentioned. So, yeah. I would assume also Davy Boy Smith Jr. I believe yeah. he goes by Ari Smith. Yeah. Where is he now? MLW. He <laughs> just competed. That's the whole thing. Huh? On Sunday. He competed in Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view event. Oh. Pay- pay-per-view event. <laughs> Premium live event. Which, by the way, if you did you watch that match? Ric Flair's last match? Yes. I couldn't. It's on it's on YouTube if you if you I ca- couldn't care to watch it. Uh it, it is for all intents and purposes, uh absolute train wreck and not in a good way. Um I did see it's uncomfortable <laughs> to watch. This was my this was my favorite part at the end, however, it was uncomfortable to watch this part. Mm. Rick Flair gets the pin, turns around. Or he he has first of all, there's one gripe, one of my many gripes with that match. Another gripe. <laughs> Go on. Rick Flair put a figure four on Jeff Jarrett, and the ref counted the three. When the ref counted the three, both people's shoulders were on the ground, mm. and neither one of them kicked out. Mm. Which means Rick Flair did not technically win his last match. <laughs> Okay. So they pulled. Wait, hold on. Time. They pulled out. They pulled a, an Uso uh, street profit. So now they got to do it all over again. The, the exactly. Guy, the guy could barely walk. <laughs> like he could barely do right anything. at the end. First of all, him faking a heart attack. I absolutely <sighs> I love that. that was, part. I thought that was actually. <laughs> was like, oh my god. That he, was very creative. He's he's going down. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> the one part that had me quite scared, but when I found out he was okay from everything after, mm. I kind of laughed at it after mm. I watched it. Mm. He. Andrade comes up to him and he goes, you won, you won, or whatever he said. And obviously, you see Ric Flair's eyes open and he goes, you could see him mouth it out. He goes, I passed out. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, I passed out. And then you see Andrade hold his head straight and then turn him on his side just in case, you know, shit like anything would happen. So he can breathe. And I go, fuck, that's scary, dude. Yeah. Your your father-in-law is about to die in your arms. (laughs) Wake him up. Jeez. Yeah, not not a good match. Not a good match. I Wouldn't mean, go over too well with Charlotte if you didn't if both of you didn't come back. Yeah. <laughs> he was listen, if he he, he was you you can go out the way you want to go out, but in hindsight, you, you had it with Shawn Michaels. 
I mean, you, you, you had the perfect end with Shawn Michaels, and you kind of said, no, nah, I'm, I'm I want to. I want to make this a dent. Uh, it, the pay-per-view was called Ric Flair's last match. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm perfectly okay with saying Ric Flair's retirement match happened against Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 24. Okay. That was when that was when he retired from in-ring competition. Now that doesn't mean that he won't ever wrestle again. My dad retired from BMW in 2005. You think he hasn't fixed a car since? Right. Look at that. Look at you with that analogy. Very nice. Spoiler alert: He has. <laughs> I was sitting on the edge of my seat with popcorn. I was trying, waiting for the, <laughs> waiting for the end of that statement. Uh, that yeah, great week. Get ready for if you haven't already delved in in the last. Let's see. Let's gonna count three, five. In the last seven hours of wrestling. Uh, we are recording on a Thursday, so now we still have another two, three, another five hours to go until Saturday. Yeah, Inst- like Bon Jovi said, Inst- halfway there. Halfway there, living on a prayer. That's uh, right. And, <laughs> and with that, we'll make it. Said, I swear. Yeah. Oh, oh. That is it. Is there anything else that we need to uh, talk about before we descend into madness into our weekend? No. That's living it. on a prayer. That's, that's it. That's it. That's wise words. Words to live by, live on a prayer. Guys, thank you so very much. Please hit us up on Twitter, Sunday Slam Show. Uh, tell your friends, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Guys, thank you so very much. Uh, SummerSlam in the books. What, what's what's our next pay-per-view? Oh, uh, Clash of the Castle. The Clash of the Castle. With the largest, they keep pushing down their throats, largest UK uh, premium live event, pay-per-view event ever. Are they saying largest or are they saying first in 30 years? I think they're saying largest. Oh, interesting. I've been hearing first in 30 years. Let me see. Hmm. Clash at, at the castle. castle 2022. Now, remember, uh, uh, it, it might say that it's in the UK. And when people think of the UK, they just think of Britain. It's not true. It's not true at all. This is in Wales. Wales is also part of the UK. Returns for its first major stadium event in 30 years. I, I, I could have sworn I, I heard it. Them say it was a like largest because I don't I that's why I don't think it's the largest because if memory serves me correct now granted I wasn't alive for this but SummerSlam '92 was at the O at the O2 Stadium correct it was at the O2 1992 1992 SummerSlam was at Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium, okay. 80,000. And that 80,000. Which, by the way, <laughs> it says Wembley Stadium, attendance 80,355, parentheses, disputed. <laughs> as is all, all right. as, as is all attendance records for WWE. We get it. Um, the Principality Stadium, where the clash will be held, holds uh, 74,500. Not including yeah, so people that would be, be the largest. Not including the people that would be on, on uh, the ground. The ground floor. Um, she has a Wembley will be, so it's not the largest. First That's like saying Garth Brooks in, in Dallas had the, the largest stadium concert ever. It's like, no. Live Aid was at oh, at the O2. Right. Like, or, like Live Aid was 100,000 people in one arena. Also in Philly. One stadium. And then in Philly and then in Chicago? I think it was just Philly. Really? 
Like I think there was three, or my or WrestleMania was three different. Locations. I like that I signed off, and then we're we're, we're doing research on uh, on stadiums. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, it was just uh, London and Philly. That's it. Okay, all right. All with right. with Philly, I mean London. London was the most the more popular venue of the Live Aid, but Philly. Yeah, had, Queen was there. I mean, come on. Right there's that, uh, uh, and I believe Elton John too. But uh, yeah. Philly, Philly had eighty nine thousand. They had another seventeen thousand more people in philly than they did in, in london but london was the, the bigger uh the bigger draw where the fuck are they fitting almost ninety thousand people in a stadium in philadelphia uh, soldier field jfk stadium oh let's for my time let's delve into this <laughs> what is it previously what was it was it previously called idlewild stadium it was Man, that's a that's a joke for all my new yorkers out in there south philly uh, JFK, let's, let's go to Wikipedia. 102,000 people. Who played there? Holy shit. I mean, they had a capacity for 102,000. Um, was it the Eagles? Let's see, football. Which one? With a U or with two O's? St- Stadium's first te- attendance in 1926 were the Philadelphia Quakers. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great fucking name. The Philadelphia Quakers. Uh, no... Let's see, play their first NFL game against two-time defending NFL champions, Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Uh, the Flyers, That's been your history portion of the Sons of Slam. Flyers Slam. won their second Stanley Cup there in 75. Uh, concerts, the Supremes, the Beatles, Judy Garland, Peter Frampton, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones in 78. Uh, performed in front of 100,000 people. Uh, this was a venue that I'm not even aware of until this conversation right now, and I'm, I'm sorry I was never there. Rick James. Me uh, too. Blondie, Rick James, bitch. Blondie, The Who, Journey, The Police, uh, The Jacksons. Four sold All out five? Uh, uh, four sold out shows, yeah. Oof, wow. Uh, four sold out shows with a total of 240,000 people. Largest audience of the tour. Uh, Live Aid, of course. Uh, Bob Dylan. Between Grateful four Dead. sold out shows? Yeah. Grateful Dead, U2, Pink Floyd. I mean, they had, the list goes on and on with this venue. Um, and it just if you look at it, it's just enormous. Enormous. So next time we go to Philly, why have I never seen that? Next time we go to Philly, we just got to find out where the hell that is, <laughs> just kind of, kind of uh, get a get a gist of where in the hell it's, uh, in South. Philly I think goes. that was demolished. It is no, it is demolished. I just want to know what, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. built there now. Because <laughs> like if you go to Brooklyn and you go like apparently you go to Brooklyn and you go to where, uh, 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 uh Field. Ebbets Field. Thank you very much. You see the plate on on the sidewalk, just randomly walking right past the the uh, the co ops that are standing there. Just there's a plate on the. Do they not the have that in in City Field? They have this, they have it in the parking lot, but I'm talking about for Ebbets Field. If you just if, right now there are projects there, but if you're walking on the sidewalk, there's the plate where it says home plate for Ebbets Field. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. isn't. Where do the Brooklyn Cyclones play now? Uh, I thought it was. In That's Coney. a different stadium. Coney Island. Yeah. Huh. Totally different stadium. That, that I was need to brush up on my uh, torn down, torn down Brooklyn history. Let's talk stadiums next week. Uh, that is <laughs> what a what a sidebar. I, I, I'm all nerding out with that, guys. Thank you so very much. Please again. Twitter, all the things that we just mentioned before. If there's nothing else, Mr. Black, I bid you adieu until next week. Please, Mr. Black retired from BMW in 2005. (laughs) But he still builds cars. Ladies and gentlemen, guys, thank you so very much. We will talk to you guys next week. Peace. The Sons of Slam podcast.